0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 1348. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they say, I'm in five different markets and I'm trying to do wholesaler outreach, agent outreach, and direct to seller. Pick one market. Yep. One market. You don't know which market to pick. Is it going to be a market you potentially eventually want to buy in? Do that market. Is it a market where you see a lot of activity? Do that market. Are there Keegleys in there? Jamila's company, Kegely, does a lot of market research. If they don't have a franchise office location in that market, then there's probably a reason for it. So that's another way. It's like the Starbucks effect for multifamily is the Kegely effect in wholesaling. Sure.
1: This is game changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling.
2: Welcome to this episode of the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. On this episode, we're going to be breaking down a super secret strategy, and I want that to be very mysterious because it is awesome what you're going to learn in this podcast with John Galan, out of New York, but he does business in Florida. He's done over a hundred deals, but that's not really what I want you to get out of this podcast. He's incredible. He's really great with mindset, but there's a super secret strategy to use Zillow to understand if the property and the area and the neighborhoods that you're going after are the right ones that buyers want to buy in. So strap in, get ready. This podcast is absolutely bananas. So John, you have done a hundred wholesale deals without walking any of those properties, without physically going into any of those properties. You live in New York, you're doing deals Mm -hmm. in Florida. How is
0: that possible? I mean, it's possible with software and a computer and leveraging community members, whether it be TTP community members, Astro Flipping community members, or Sub2. Just from building my relationships and connections and utilizing different softwares, even Zillow is one of them, a free one. I'm able to you know, run my comps. Since I u- utilize agents, I'm able to get pictures on the property or see them listed. So I don't really need to walk it. And then I just pay attention to my buyer feedback to make sure I'm up to date on like repairs and what they want to make for their profit.
2: So, you're not speaking with the actual property owners. You're speaking with other wholesalers and investors that already have this deal. They need help selling the deal.
0: Correct. And other agents. So, most of our deals are either coming through from on market properties. And then those agents that I build connections with send me deals or other wholesalers, you know, like TTP students, Astro students, stuff like that. Because now people know I sell deals. And I usually like to help as many people as I possibly can. So then they'll send us their deals. And, you know, if we do, typically in a week, we'll do five to eight. And out of those five to eight that week, sometimes all eight are JVs. Sometimes five of them are JVs and three of them are direct deals. What does JV mean? A joint venture. So or you could also call it a co-wholesale where wholesaler A has the contract and me, wholesaler B has a buyer and I help sell that contract the wholesaler
2: and the agents are going out there and they're really working to find these opportunities, right? And they're meeting with the property owner, they're pre-qualifying, they're doing the lead follow-up, they're going on the appointment,
0: they have the agreement signed. Why can't they sell them themselves, John? Because I have all the buyers. No, I have I have really good relationships with my buyers and I really pay attention to the numbers and I'm always adjusting my numbers based on the market or any feedback I'm getting. So a lot of the times wholesalers will sell me deals and They'll just be asking too much because either they're going too aggressive on ARV or there's not enough spread on a property for a buyer to make any money. And then some of the agents, again, they're comping the property as if it's a retail property already and there's no meat on the bones for a buyer to come in and flip it. So usually you'll get what they call a consider a low ball offer. But I always say like my offers aren't low. The price is just too high.
2: Got it. And so let's just slow this down a little bit because we've got people that are just coming into the real estate world and we're throwing out a lot of acronyms and a lot of
0: industry language. What does ARV stand for? So ARV stands for after repair value. It's the value that you think a property would would be worth after you make it all beautiful and fix it up. And then what you think you could sell it for on the market as a flip. And you said the word comp. What does that mean? So comp is a comparable, a comparable property. So it's a property that looks like yours has similar characteristics as yours and it's fully remodeled. So it looks all beautiful and it sold that price. So that's how you could justify your ARV for your property. Got it. So your whole
2: business is to help people sell their deals.
0: Yep. Why not just market for your own deals? So I do, but even from that it's with agents and with agents, I like that because it's more referrals, right? So more leads, more inbound leads coming in. Yes, don't get me wrong. You have to still make a bunch of phone calls. So don't think you're just going to call two agents and then all of a sudden you're going to have a wholesale business. No, you have to call a bunch of agents. Like, and the typical KPI you want to hit, which stands for key performance indicator, is 50 conversations, not 50 calls. You want to have 50 conversations. And a conversation isn't like you get the secretary of the office and they say, we'll have somebody call you back that's not a conversation. Right? Conversations where you actually speak to an agent. You want to have 50 of those a day. From that, building up my agent database, now agents, once I start closing on deals, they know I close. Even some of them know I wholesale, but they don't care as long as I close on the deal. They'll start sending me their deals before they go live or right when it's about to go live. So I'll get first looks at it. And that's why I like going with agents and wholesalers. Every morning I wake up, I have like 50 unread emails from deals from wholesalers. I got to sift through to see any of those I want to look into further and then work it.
2: Yeah, I love it. I think it's real important for everybody to understand. We talk about it a lot on the podcast. There's three ways to get business, right? Three ways to find opportunities or for lead generation. It's referrals, marketing, and prospecting, or wait, buy, earn, right? I mean, that's really the breakdown, right? You're either having a great reputation that people are sending you opportunities because they know that you buy houses, you're spending money on marketing to have people call you or you're proactively reaching out to them. And what John's talking about is being proactive, reaching out to agents, 50 agents every day. I mean, that's going to take all day to be able to talk to 50 agents all day. How long
0: does that take, John? So I would say, because now I have a team, but when I was doing it myself, I was hitting my 50 contacts, my 50 agents by like two o'clock if I started at nine, but I also wasn't stopping. Yeah. So like church time for me was 9 to 12. I did nothing but call agents, follow ups, new conversations, everything. 9 to 12. I did nothing. You know, I didn't eat. If my girlfriend's like, hey, can you help me put away the groceries? Not if it's between 9 to 12, because 9 to 12 was calling time. Then I would take like a good 10 minute break, 30 minute break or so, rest my eyes and my voice and then continue hammering the phones till hit my conversations. Then I had all my properties, had to comp them. Then I had to make my offers. So you call up an agent, and what do you say to them? So it depends. If I'm calling an agent on a listing, yeah, I just call them up about the listing. right? I'm just asking questions. But before I do, I don't just call them and ask them questions that I could find answers on property if I read the description on Zillow. So I'll just look at Zillow. I'll look to see, has it gone pending before? Because if it hasn't fell through, there's a story about that. What does the description say? Sometimes the description tells you the age of all the major items, or it says there's a tenant in place until March of next year, or it's got subflooring issues. I look to see, can I see the photos? Are there no photos? If not, why are there no photos? And then I see if they just did a price cut and if they did when, and also the days on market, because it all tells you a story. So I have an idea of the property before I call the agent, and then I just have some clarifying questions, if anything. Like, is it still available? Is it still available? I saw you just did a price drop. Are you getting a lot more offers on the property? Are there any your seller's about to accept? You know, oh, I saw it went pending. How come it fell through? Was it buyer financing? Or, you know, sometimes I'll say, no, the last buyer wound up being a wholesaler. They didn't even put up earnest money and they canceled. You know, or yeah, we had a conventional buyer, but it couldn't get insured because the whole property needed to be rewired because it has cloth wiring. So it failed inspection. Okay, perfect. That's all things that I need to know to go into my underwriting.
2: And then do you make an offer? Where do you go from there? Are you just trying to establish a relationship to get referrals for properties before they hit the market? Or are you actually trying to buy that
0: property that they have listed? It depends. So I soft vet deals before I call an agent. So I use a system like Privy and I have a soft vetting process where I will soft vet each deal first before I even call on it. But now a VA does that for me. And if it passes the soft vet and it's not high priority, then I'll call first, get the information, then I'll comp it. But if it is high priority, I'll comp it first, call the agent, and offer on the phone. Because I'm usually, if it's high priority, means my offer is expected to be like within 50000 of list price. And I just need to make sure there's nothing else I'm missing. Like, oh, I comp this. I think it's a cosmetic remodel. Then I call the agent and I find out oh, there's foundation issues or there's a sinkhole in the backyard. Okay, well, now my numbers got to adjust. So then I'll just tell them, okay, thanks for letting me know. Let me rerun my numbers and get back to you.
2: Now, in my market in Phoenix, the cash buyers are very sensitive to on-market deals, right? If it just mm-hmm. hit the market when we're able to scoop it up and it's a smoking deal, it makes sense. The numbers make sense. But if it's on the market for a while and... It still seems like a good deal, but everybody else is passing on it, and we lock it up and try to sell it at around the price that they have it listed. Nobody wants to buy it. And I won't say nobody, but typically, it's very difficult to sell those deals. Do you see that, first of all? And if you do, how big of a discount do you have to get off of a list price for that to be
0: really juicy for that cash buyer to jump all over that? So that it depends on how new the listing is. I had a property that was in the heart of Tampa and I was like, this is a deal. I had to beat out 17 other offers and I locked it up. I think I was like 15K over list price. I got another contract and I sold it 23K over list price to a buyer. But it was literally on the market for 12 hours when I got another contract. So if it's a fresh listing and the spread is there and if a buyer asks, I just say, I had to beat out 17 other offers. If you're interested, let me know. If not, I got a bunch of other people. Interested in the deal. But if it's on market for like 10 plus days, 30 plus days, now you want a little bit of a discount from list. So I would say if you're like within 30 days on market, you're going to want to push it out to a buyer with at least a 10 to 15K discount from list price. At least if you're over 30, I would say, you know, try to get like 30K off list, but also pay attention. Did they just price drop? Because if they just did a 20K price drop and then you locked it up, well, and now if you're 5K under that, you're pretty much still going to be 25K under the original list. So it, it still will make sense. So just be mindful of that. Is, was there just a recent price drop? And then you could, you could kind of gauge it. So I would say there's thresholds. Like if you're 100 plus days on market, more often than not, you're going to try to get that thing at least $80,000 off, off list price to a buyer. Yeah, because
2: once so it is hits on the market, market is, every buyer can see it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if they're so, all
2: passing on it, guys, and I see this all the time, Because in the Rhino tribe, everybody has my phone number. And so I get texts because I love looking at these deals and I love underwriting these deals and it's listed and it's been listed for a long time. And they want to know if they should lock it up at list price. And I'm like, you need to be 30 to 50% under that for real, because every cash buyer that would be interested in that area has seen that listing. They know they're looking at Zillow all the time, all day long. They're looking four or five times a day, Zillow, MLS, Redfin, whatever. They're looking for opportunities in specific areas. This is how they feed their family. This is their business is to buy properties, fix them up and sell them. So when we're going after properties that need significant renovation and all of the buyers have passed on it, you have to get
0: it at a huge discount from what it's listed at because they've just overpriced it. You're also going to want to pay attention to how many views has that, property got because if it's 45 days on market and it's got 500 views and you just ran your numbers and you need to be 10k off list price for it to make sense there's something you're missing yeah otherwise it would have 1500 views so you're talking zillow on zillow yeah it'll tell you the days on market and then the amount of views it has views and saves is huge and exactly
2: so 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 talk to me about that so what is a healthy amount of views and what is, wow, there's a lot of opportunity. Cause this is amazing. This is kind of like a secret tactic here, John. If you go on Zillow yeah. and you're looking for, I wonder if there's a way to filter Zillow to see how many properties have been viewed a certain amount of times. Maybe not. I don't know, but it'd be good well, to go through real. if you're, if you're looking at these properties and you're going to be calling the listing agent, how many views is it getting on Zillow is a good indication of like the popularity of that area.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like if you're at 30 days, or like I've seen properties in Tampa, three days on market, 2,500 views, you're getting over list price offers on that thing. So, what's good? Uh, What's bad? What's the threshold? I would say at least 200, 500 views a day, 200, depending on the area. Like in Tampa, a really good property, right, might even get 1,500 views in the first day. Right. But then if you are at 45 days on market with 1,500 views in Tampa, all those views probably came in the first five days. And after that, it just dropped off. Right. You know, I've seen properties of 12 days on market with 3,400 views. So if you're under a thousand views, there's a problem. Is Maybe it, do you think it's bad. price or do you think it's location? Could be a mix of both. It might be, it's in a really bad pocket and nobody knows about that besides people that live there or that it's got, once you call the agent, you find out there's a gigantic sinkhole in the back. It's going to take a hundred K to fix it. And the thing's falling into the earth. So now it's just like nobody really wants to deal with that big of a project or it's riddled with liens and the seller doesn't want to do anything about it. So there could be a story. It might not just be price. It might be the story involved or it might be the area. Love it. I would have that conversation with the agent. I would be like, hey, Mr. or Mrs.
2: Agent, I'm looking at Zillow here on this property and it had 2,700 views, but you guys haven't sold this property yet. What's going on? You know what I mean? And they might not think about that, but that might be something that they go back to the owner of the property and say, hey, listen, we're getting a ton of views on it. So it's a popular area. It's a popular listing, but nobody's willing to pay this price. We're going to need to take a more reasonable offer. Yeah. Now we're cooking, John. Now we're cooking. Yeah. I love it. That is awesome. (laughs) That is a great tip. I love that. That's absolutely incredible. All right. So. Let, let me see if I've got this right. So now you have a virtual assistant that goes yeah. on Privy. Privy is mm-hmm. a, a tool that filters the MLS and shows you the best deals on the MLS. And then
0: that VA reaches out to the agent? No. So the VA, and I made a YouTube video on this because when I try to explain it without showing, it could be a little confusing. Yeah. So they'll soft that. So what they do when they solve that is they'll, they'll see a property they'll see how many days on market it has, what it's listed at, right? And what we're typically percentage-wise locking properties up. So for instance, if we have a property and the difference from list price that I know could get accepted, it varies market to market. It's just what I know from my market, from things that I've seen and experience I've had. But let's just say we're under 10 days, okay? And it's listed at, let's call it 300,000. I know a property that's listed for 10 days or less You could typically get an offer that's 50K off of list price accepted. You have a very high likelihood. So I'll do 300,000 minus 50,000. And I I built a calculator for this for my VA to use and all this stuff, meaning my offer has to be at 250,000. I don't use flat percent of ARV, but some people do. And I know in this area, I could probably get 60% of ARV, right, is where I would want to be my offer. So I'll divide that 250 by 0.6. I need to see an ARV of 415 on this property. So now my VA will see 415. They'll go to the comparable section and then they'll filter out highest prices first and they'll just see, okay, what is, if it, all they look at is the year built, is it within 10 years? The lot size, is it just not, is it not double my lot essentially? And then the square footage, is it within 300 square feet? If they find three comps, they plug it into the calculator, just the numbers, and my calculator will tell it, add to CRM, pass or not a deal. And, and then, then they'll do that repeatedly and then those are the ones that we call on. Who calls? Now I have act manager, I have acquisitions specialists calling them now. Awesome. But I used to. Awesome. And this is
2: throughout Florida, the whole state or specific yeah. cities? The whole state.
0: The whole state. So your VA yeah. is going through that every single day? Every day. That's all they can do because that sometimes they'll have 200 properties to go through. Yeah. So then and they, then, yeah, so I, that's what they do. They make a list, then they'll, they'll get the list of the addresses, the agent's names, then they'll put the cell phone numbers, tell my act managers or act leads, hey, list is ready. They'll take that Excel, import it into the CRM, and then start calling. Awesome. And you have a video about this. Yeah, it's a three-part series on YouTube. It's on Jamil's channel. If you just look up my name, John Galland, and then Privy, and you'll see the three-part series. Awesome. Okay, great. So that's the
2: breakdown of your on-market deals. How do you connect with wholesalers to sell their deals? Because I love this. This is the reason you joined the Rhino tribe, was to pour into the community and say, hey, listen, Mm -hmm. if you're in Florida and you need help moving a deal, send them to me and I'll make sure that we get them through the finish line. So I think it's brilliant. I mean, I think that more people that have disposition companies or provide this in different states you get into a group like ours and you really provide that value. And all of a sudden, you've got leads just coming at you with people that are starting out and building momentum and they want to make sure that their deals get closed because it's their first couple and they want their hand held to get it done. I think it's a
0: phenomenal strategy. Yeah. And that's what we do. I mean, in the beginning, when I had was just in one community, I was just constantly showing up to the calls always first. I was constantly posting, you know, sharing things, giving advice, whatever I could do, just being loud. So people knew who I was. And then as I started getting more success, people saw that. And now I I try to, like, I have a coaching call in Astro Flipping, and now I have a coaching call in TTP. So I always try to find a way to become a leader in the community and then just provide value to as much people as possible. You know, I have a newsletter going on where every Monday I give a poll Or I tell them I'm doing a Zoom. And then on Thursday, I come out with whatever the most voted for topic was. I come out with that content or tool that I made. Or I host a Zoom that day. So I do that every single week consistently. And I made a Facebook group. So I'm just trying to do as much value providing as possible. And then people usually come to you. And we do help. A lot of new wholesalers are nervous. I knew what it was like. I know what new wholesalers are worried about. So I try to help them as much as I can throughout that. If they have to cancel, I'll try to help them. If they're not sure about the paperwork, I'll fill it out for them if we're doing deals together. And even with buy prices, comping in the beginning is one of the hardest things. So I usually do a, an exchange. I will give you a buy price in exchange for 72 hours of exclusivity on the deal mm-hmm. if you lock it up. And then I'll usually sell it before then. But it's got to meet certain characteristics because I don't want you to rely on me. I don't want to be a crutch. Right. I want to just be able to help you in the beginning. So if you don't do your own homework or if it's like if you're 150K off of asking price, Those things just don't, it doesn't make sense. But if it's somewhere within these three parameters, send it to me, I'll give you the price, lock it up.
2: Awesome. And you've done a phenomenal job. We love you. The tribe loves you. You do an incredible uh, mindset call every single week or most weeks. And people love that. People really, because listen, if you don't have your mindset right as an entrepreneur, especially in the real estate business with as much drama That is drummed up from the fear-mongering that happens in the news and social media about real estate market crashing or real estate market going crazy or it's a bubble and it's a burst. All these things, right? We're influenced by all these things all the time that if we're not in the right space mentally and we don't have that self-love and that self-confidence and just that really pushing out all of the three D's we call it, doubt, disappointment, and distraction from our brain, it'll prevent us from taking action, massive imperfect action every day. So you do a great job setting the week up for all of us with kind of a plunger for our brain. It plunges out our brain of all the negativity, puts in the positivity, and people can go out and have a great day and week and month. And it's uh, so critical. So thank you for that.
0: Of course. And thank you for giving me a platform to be able to help. It's one of the things that gives me the most energy is these conversations and being able to help dispel limiting beliefs and just help people realize their happiness, you know, and just be able to walk each day just being happy, not relying on an external circumstance to make them happy either. Because uh, I think it was Albert Einstein, he says, the most important decision we can make is do we live in a friendly universe or a hostile universe? So if you think you live in a friendly universe, you think everything that's happening is happening for you, no matter what it is, it's happening for you. There's a reason for it. Every setback is a setup for something better. Sure. Or if you live in a hostile universe, then everything's happening to you Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't seem to go your way. You can't seem to change this. You're always following the old story, right? So when you start realizing that this universe, and this is going to get a little not, uh, I used to not believe in this stuff, but the physical reality that we see with our eyes is an illusion that we create based on the thoughts that we think all the time and the beliefs that we have. And all a belief is, is a thought that just reoccurs, right? So when we start changing our thoughts, we change what we see. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people like you don't see with your eyes, you see through your eyes, yep. you see with your mind, Yep. right? So if you start changing up here, the outside will reflect what's going on in here. So even with businesses, with, if you're a business, you're wholesaling, right? If you're always thinking Oh, what if I cancel this contract? What if I cancel this contract? Oh, I can't get a deal. I can't get a deal. What are you focusing on? You're focusing on the fact that you can't get a deal and you're going to have to cancel a contract. Yep. So, what are you already anticipating? And what is your attention and energy going to? Canceling the contract and not getting a deal. So, I always tell people one of the things I say every day to myself I have a post it note. I always have a constant inflow of deals and I'm always able to sell them to the right buyer. That's all I think about. I don't think about, oh, it's slow today. No, no. Today was a great day. I had a bunch of deals to comp, and I'm just getting better at comping. And then tomorrow, I'll have even more, and I'll sell as many of them as I possibly can. Yeah. Because every day, there's always one deal out there. Every single day, there is one deal floating out there that can be assigned to you. You could assign a deal every single day. Yeah. Focus on that deal instead of the lack of all of the other deals not coming to you. I love it's it. It's really just a no matter of what you focus on.
2: Well, it's an expectation, and I've heard it say "It's yeah. we don't get what we want, we don't get what we need, we don't get what we deserve, we get what we expect. And there's a lot of those. Yep. So, yeah, there's probably a, a million other ones that could fit in there, but I really like that. I really think when you start out with certain expectations of the person that you're going to marry and the way that you're going to be around your family and the business that you're going to build and the value that you can provide— if you set certain expectations for those things, it really starts becoming reality. I mean, that's how you start, it takes it down the path of okay, this is what I'm gonna do today because these are my expectations. And I love that. Right. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. And yeah. the another expression is like you don't manifest what you want, you manifest who you are. That's so it. like when you just like you can't find happiness anywhere. You can't find success anywhere. Those aren't things you find, those are things you are. Yeah. And if you're not successful, you're not happy now nothing's going to change that. Everything goes on inside of you, right? So there's no external circumstances you got to wait for. So one of the things I love to do is visualize. But when I visualize, it's, I don't just, I don't see the things that I want. I feel the things that I want. What do those things make me feel? Because it's not the money I want. It's the feeling of the money that the money gives you, right? So when you feel it and you become it and you get familiar with it and you're like, what am I thinking? How am I walking? How am I talking? How does this person show up every day? And you start showing up like that today, is no longer something in the future. You are already what you want to manifest. And then the things just start attracting because you start walking that way, talking that way, and have that energy going out into the world. I love it. And you've got big plans.
2: You've got big expectations for what you want to do with your company, SnapFlip.
0: Talk to me about that. Yeah, so actually, funny enough, and again, things always happen for a reason, SnapFlip is no longer a thing. Me and my one partner, we had a mutual split We got what we needed from each other in the partnership, and then we both realized and felt like, hey, it's not beneficial for us to keep going forward together. So let's-
2: Very common, by the way. Very common with partnerships. Real quick, before you get into this thing, because I think this is real important, because there's a lot of partners listening to this. There's a lot of people thinking about getting partners with this. I will tell you, if it's not your family member, if it's not your significant other- most of the time, if you're going to build a wholesaling business, there's one person on the white horse. There's one person leading that. There's one person. And sometimes when there's two, it's better that two separate to become two powerful companies. This has happened to me twice in my life. The second one was in 2017. And my former partner, Dustin Monger, is phenomenal. He's got a multimillion-dollar portfolio and business and does phenomenally well. And the same for my business. And you see that that happens. So there should be a conversation. I'm getting to the point. There's a long-winded way to get to a point. But the conversation needs to be had that every six months you audit your business and decide if you guys should be two separate businesses or just one business and, and continue going on with that relationship. But I find often partnerships really reduce the income for both partners. And when they go into two businesses,
0: they make double the money and double the impact. Right. So I still have a partner. It's just Helena is my partner right now Yep, on the wholesaling and on the, the multifamily side. But yeah, we do have big plans. We want to, we're building a national franchise, just like Jamil did with Keegley. We're doing the same thing with our company. What's it called? We're going to franchise it. In. Right now we're called Easy Res. So it stands for Easy Residential, or if you take the first two letters, E-R, that's ER, like emergency room, because we're really quick to revive your deal and save lives. There you go. I love it. Well, there you go. Well, perfect. So ER,
2: easy res, absolutely incredible. So what, you're going you're gonna to start franchises
0: in other states based on your guys' model? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to prove it in a couple of different markets first, starting with Florida. Then we're going to go to another market and another one. We plan to have five corporate offices. And then we start franchising it out because we'll have the franchise blueprint. The whole goal of the franchise is to help people. We'll be able to show the blueprint, show the structure, how you do things, how you get leads. And this way, the goal is to help as many people as we can, our franchisees, achieve the same level of financial freedom and you know, entrepreneurship that we were able to do so we could help make more millionaires in this world and help them change the lives that they want. I love it. Tell me, what's your biggest deal this year? Cause I got a,
2: this victory bell, I just snuck it closer to me
0: because it's whispering to me. It's saying, Ring well, "I'm bell. about to assign one. I'm actually about to assign one right now. It's a smaller one. I'm just waiting on the buyer to sign. That one's going to be, I think, five k to us. And I have a potential one. I'm just waiting to a deal is coming back from a, a TTP student. She texted me last night. There's a potential for each of us to make twenty five on it. So I'm just waiting to confirm that that buyer is still good. Cause that was last month. Awesome. The seller didn't want to budge. And then she texted me back, said he called him back. But biggest mm-hmm. assignment fee for me has been, I think $30,000. Awesome. Hold on. But The best week for me was eight deals that week for, I think 90,000. 90,000. Come on,
2: let's go. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. That is awesome. So guys, if you are in Florida and you need some help moving your deals, you need some help comping your deals, you need some help getting some guidance. First, we've got John's information in the show notes. You can also go to deals at E-Z-Y-R-E-S.com, E-Z-Y-R-E-S.com, and you can send him an email and communicate with him there. What else? Instagram, John. How else can people get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, Instagram, it's at John Galan, R E I. That's J O H N G A L A N R E I. That's my Instagram. I post on there occasionally. Going to start posting there a lot more, sharing the story of building the company, all of the wins, and then all the mistakes that I've made personally through building this so I could help uh, as many people as possible.
2: We'll have you back on, John. We'll be talking about building your cash bar database. We're going to be talking about all the incredible stuff that you're doing with multifamily. So there will be another episode with John. John is a fixture in the Rhino tribe, and we love him. Here's the thing. If you want to be really good at this business, you got to communicate. You got to be very fast with the communication. It's not like, oh, yeah, I got back to it sometime. It has to be fast. It has to be very fast, and it has to be with a lot of positivity With a lot of encouragement, none of this, like, you know, oh, I don't know who you are. So prove to me that you're worth my time type of thing. That's not how John works. By the way, that's how most people in this business work. John doesn't. He's got a really huge heart for that. He's got a really huge cat that was at the start of the show named Cora. So if you're a cat person and you love people that communicate fast, John's your guy. Okay. He's also a dog guy, you know, whatever, whatever you are. So, um, John, give some advice for people just starting out and uh, looking to get their first deal.
0: Yeah, well, first off, Brent, I just want to say thank you for everything you do, man. Like a lot of people you see on the the internet or in the computer or or certain mentors here and there, they're two different people in person and in, you know, and on the screen, but you're as real as it gets. You're a very genuine guy, like hilarious. You know, when I first met you back at the Astro Mastermind, you know, I just felt like you were just one of my buddies from back home. You know, yeah. so I just wanted to thank you for being your true self and, and the true person you are on screen and off the screen. You're just a very stand-up guy, and I'm, I'm very honored to have you as a part of my life. And now, how can you help get your first deal? One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they say I'm in five different markets and I'm trying to do wholesaler outreach, agent outreach, and direct to seller. Pick one market. Yep, one market. You don't know which market to pick. Is it going to be a market you potentially eventually want to buy in? Do that market. Is it a market where you see a lot of activity? Do that market. Are there keegleys in there? Jamil's company, Kegelis, does a lot of market research. If they don't have a franchise office location in that market, then there's probably a reason for it. So that's another way. It's like the Starbucks effect for multifamily is the Kegelis effect in wholesaling. Sure. So pick your market. Then pick your outreach method. Direct to seller. Direct to agent. Direct to wholesaler. Don't do one or the other. Don't do two. Do one of them. Focus on one. It's three different business models. Yep. Which one can you choose? That's up to you. Do you like to call sellers and build those relationships and rapport? Do you like to work with agents, get referrals? Do you like helping? Because direct to wholesalers, a lot of helping, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of nurturing. Figure out which one you like the most. Do one market, one outreach method. Stick to it for 90 days straight. Do not waver. Do not stop. You got to be consistent. You can't be two weeks on two weeks off. It's consistency, determination, persistence, and a bunch of positive thoughts. That's it. (laughs) Focus on your mind. Mindfulness is the key. I love it. Everything
2: else comes as a result. John Galan. So great to have you on here, brother. Love you, man. Thank you. Thank you for pouring into the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. And you guys know it, if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing and join John on his support calls, getting your mindset right, go to wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com, check out what the Rhino tribe is all about. Check out all the testimonials, feels good in your gut, sign up for a call, and that is it. That is our episode today. What an incredible episode. Absolutely incredible. I love that Zillow. That Zillow uh, tip there, that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. So that's it. As always, I'm your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. And I encourage you to go out there every single day and talk to people. Till next time, guys. Love you. Bye.